you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. In the I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love to know what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference for something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. everyone it is tuesday january 25th 2022 baby we're still holding it down in the in-between fantasy football podcast i'm seth woolcock joined by my co-host tonight the poll vote family nathan and jennifer guys how are you doing tonight a wacky divisional round is just wrapped up doing great did you call me nathan i did call me jennifer so that's true your names now. Are we in trouble? No, we're just proper tonight, guys. We only have two shows left of the season. Uh, we're kind of winding it down here, and what a way to do it with with the chaos we saw over the weekend. I think it's safe to say that that was probably the best round of playoffs in general that I've seen, probably within you know my lifetime at least. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the consensus all around. Everyone. It's kind of feeling the the same way, thinking the same thing. Enjoyed enjoyed the games. They all came down to basically the last couple of minutes, but exciting stuff. Well, Sunday was the best day. Mm-hmm. Saturday, the games were very, very, very good. Very low scoring, obviously. Field goals won yeah. them. But man, that Rams Tampa Bay game, like just the back and forth there, and then the back and forth Buffalo kid. It was wild. Wild. Never. Yeah. I don't know that we'll ever see anything like that over a weekend playoff or game ceiling kicks or one that sent it to overtime it was absolutely crazy um hats off to all the teams that advanced and all the ones who didn't advance as well just a hell of a season for the nfl it continues to be the 101 in my opinion of professional sports um i'm sure i haven't seen the ratings from this weekend but i'm sure they have to be off the charts they already have been all season long so congrats to the nfl on another great weekend Guys, we had some other news uh, come in today that we're going to talk about before we jump into today's show, and that was the Sean Payton news. Um, a little bit blindsided here. There are some reports out earlier today that he might be stepping away from the Rams or from the Saints, excuse me. But he's stepping away after 16 years, 15 seasons as the Saints head coach. Obviously, means a lot to that organization. Means a lot to that city after everything they went through with Katrina, along with Drew Brees there. Um, guys, what are your initial thoughts on on hearing the Sean Payton news? It looks like he's at least going to be stepping away for the next year, um, probably waiting for that contract with the Saints to void before he gets back in the coaching scene. Yeah, I mean, I say good for him. Go, go enjoy your life, enjoy your kids, enjoy everything you've worked for. Like, I'm happy for him. I mean, 
I feel like I kind of saw this coming just with Drew Brees leaving. It's like, it's not the same team. And mm-hmm. I don't think Sean Payton's heart is in it anymore. Um, I think he's kind of over it and I don't blame him. Yeah, I agree. And like take a year off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at the end of that year, he decides he doesn't want to coach anymore or I mean, who knows, but good for him. Uh, I think the saints are probably better off. It's probably time for them. I mean, it's been 15 years. They could probably use a change in philosophy, change in scheme, change in offense, change in coaching. This is a team that's going into rebuild mode. When you're hanging your hat on Taysom Hill as your quarterback, like obviously you're not expecting to win your division. So it's probably good for them. They can start. They can start fresh. It's going to be two, three seasons before they're relevant again, more than likely. Um, that's okay. It happens to every franchise. Yeah, when you're 70 million over the cap here in February or late January as it is, you're in trouble. And I think at the end of the day, Sean Payton was going to have to find some more creative ways to make this roster work, um, like possibly owing Taysom Hill 40 million if he plays next year. Like there are so many weird things going on with the same salary cap situation. Um, yeah, you know, I don't blame him. And you know, there's even that movie kind of coming out later this year, I believe about him and his son's like lack of a relationship because he was the coach and how they kind of restored that in his off season. So I kind of think that's a factor in it, into it. Jen, you kind of alluded to that as well. Yeah. I mean, and he consulted on that movie and I'm sure he was looking at his whole life and was like, I'm out for a while, at least a year. Well, I can't imagine the grind of the NFL and how difficult and how that can just like beat you down. And sometimes it's like, you just have to make a change. It's like Seth, I mean, like you made a change mm-hmm. kind of like Sean Payton recently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's the probably as good of a time as ever to announce it to our audience um, for the last, you know, really two years that I've been working with you, Jen and Nate um, for a lot of it, I've been working at, at a job and um, you know, had a great time at that job. But at the end of the day, um, for my well-being, for the overall success of in between media and myself as an individual, I felt like this was the right move to step away from my day job. And now we're going to be doing in between media. I mean, if it wasn't already a full-time job, it's a full-time job now. You know, we're, we're looking to do some other things in the industry and some other freelance work as well. But um, overall, guys, I'm I'm excited for what's to come here in between media. We've already in the offseason been working on, on some really cool things we have coming our audience's way here in 2022. So stay tuned because, I, I mean, I'm saying that as a little bit, bit of a teaser, but by the end of the week, you might be surprised with what we're going to roll out. Um, got a lot of great content coming everyone's way too. So I am absolutely thrilled to be doing this um, all the time with you guys. Nate, Jen, th- thanks for coming along this ride with me as well. Yeah, congratulations, Always. man. Yeah, I took sure. the leap a couple of years ago and – have not looked back yeah it's a huge life change but it's it is it's good it's really good you struggle a little bit but it's good it's worth the struggle yeah yeah the struggle builds you man that's that's what we've always kind of said here in between media and you know it's uh we always compare life to fantasy football here at in between media that's kind of what we're known for and you know this is just one of those other curveballs coming my way and you know, one of those steps we have to take as as people in our lives, as fantasy football managers, um, sometimes you have to take big swings. And this is my way of doing that. Um, guys, super excited for the rest of the offseason. Um, this is our second to last show of, of the of the uh, postseason here before we take a couple weeks break. Um, 
Guys, this week on the podcast, we have um, headline hijinks. We're going to break everything down from what we saw here in the divisional round. We're going to talk about some fantasy football winners and losers, play a game of would you rather, um, and some weekly advice as well. So absolutely loaded show. Let's go ahead and get to it here in headline hijinks presented by Stevens Quality Barbering Services. And guys, in between fam, we've been telling you all season long, if you want to get the best out of your hair, go to Stevens Quality Barbering Services in Kerwinsville, PA, baby. Western PA, Central PA, doesn't matter where you're located, fam. Get down to Noah right now. He's going to hook you up with a quality haircut at a quality price, and you're going to have an overall quality experience at Stevens Quality Barbering Services. Get there today. Visit stevens-quality.genbook.com today. Book an appointment, baby. 2022, the new you, it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Take that first step with Stevens Quality Barbering Services. And uh, here we go, guys. So there are a lot of winners here that we're going to talk about in the next segment. Um, but in Headlight Hijinks today, I want to specifically talk about these players and these teams that did not come away victorious. So we all wrote a headline about a team that was not victorious. Um, Nate, do you want to do you want to start it off here with what advice you would give to that team moving forward? So my advice goes to the Buffalo Bills, specifically to Josh Allen. Don't lose hope, sweet prince. You're going to get there. This is a good Buffalo team. And that game could have gone either way, really. Um, It was the last team to have the ball, which is how it looked most of the fourth quarter. How could you know that Patrick Mahomes was going to pull off a 13-second drive to get a field goal? There were some poor decisions at the end of the game on the Bills coaching staff's part. I mean, why they kicked it out of the end zone, I don't understand. Could have taken more time off the clock. Yeah, Probably when they had time to get that field goal. As neither here nor there, this is a good team. They're going to be back. Don't lose hope. Buffalo fans, don't lose hope. This team will be back. Yeah, it's tough. That's probably the biggest thing I think they did wrong was kick that that kick out of the back of the end zone instead of, Uh you know, a squib or a long, normal kick. Um, Man, it's heartbreaking. I thought the Bills – I thought the Super Bowl was theirs this year. Yeah, I did too. They're a good team. They just – I think really ultimately they need – a true RB one on that team. Yeah. Yeah. That would help. Jen, any final thoughts for Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, as they hang their hats on the 2021 season and man, what a season it was the number one defense they had. I think Josh Allen's entered that conversation as the best quarterback in the league. You know, it's a toss up between him and Mahomes probably at this point. Yeah. I mean, I love Josh Allen. I so badly wanted them to win that game. I mean, it was a heartbreaker, man. It was, it was man. a heartbreaker. It was like, oh, no. Why? So, I, I mean, they're going to come back solid next year. And I think we'll probably see a new team with new vision, new better defined goals on and how they're going to be able to move forward. Yeah. Gabe Davis, wide receiver one. <laughs> Four touchdowns for Gabriel Davis, as Oof. Nate alludes to there. 25 points scored in this game um, within the last two minutes. So it really was an absolute heartbreaker. Um, But I'm excited, like you said, Nate, to see what what happens um, with the Bills moving forward. 
We also had some other games as well. On Sunday, the Rams did take down the Buccaneers. You know, everything was crashing around Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Four fumbles in this one. And a late, late heroics by Tom Brady end up falling short, 30-27. to Matt Gay, he gets his revenge on his former Super Bowl winning team. Jen, do you have a headline for this game and what the Bucs can take away for, for this hard loss? So this one for me is bye-bye Brady. And I think that that really rang true after the game because he has been saying he wants to play until he's 50. If he's healthy enough, he wants to play until he's 50. I think something happened to him during this game and at the end of this game where he was like, why am I still doing this? What do I have to prove? I have nothing left to prove. I've done it all. I am the greatest of all time. There's no sense in me continuing to miss out on raising my children, having time with my wife. I mean, on his podcast, he basically lays it all out. He doesn't say he's retiring, but he's probably going to retract, retire and probably take Gronk with him. You're calling for the Tom Brady retire, retirement party. Yep. I would I not know, be surprised. Man. I would be uh, that I would. Wow. So you're no. just like, yeah, he proved he can win a, a Super Bowl without Belichick. He proved he can do it on a different team in a different system. And there's nothing. Why? Why continue? You have all the money in the world. You've got a gorgeous wife. You've got three beautiful children. Why? Why continue to put yourself through all of this and put them through all of this? You know, they are living their life without a husband and a father for nine months of the year. So I think he's going to take this time and really reflect on what he wants for the next 50 years of his life. And I don't think that's football anymore, at least not in the capacity that he's in right now. I think he has one more Super Bowl in him. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I believe that he does physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't think he, I can't. I don't think he can hang it up just yet. We heard Levante David come come out here at the end of the game, and he said there was kind of just dysfunction this entire season within the the Buccaneers locker room. We know AB the fake vaccination card that was a whole saga, and, and all the bonuses that came with his contract that he was upset about. There are a lot of issues here, um, and I think at the end of the day, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, we know these characters. They're not similar characters. Tom loves structure. He loves, you know, definement. That, that's what made him so great for so many years. Bruce Arians is kind of a loose cannon at times. So, Jen, you could be right on this. I, no one's really sat me down and actually, you know, said this. I I would be surprised, though. Like, are you low-key? Like, I, I know we're a redraft podcast, but are you trying to maybe get out of some of your shares of, like, a Mike Evans or a Gronk if you have them right now in Dynasty? Yeah. 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 All right. All right. But what if they bring in Aaron Rodgers? I, okay. I mean, he's still good. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Rodgers right now. So that that was the Saturday night, Saturday night game. Um, Rodgers he goes down to the 49ers, 13 to 10. Packers come out on the first drive. They score a touchdown. Their offense looks phenomenal, and then they go on for the rest of the game to absolutely uh, just just ha- you know drop a big turd in Lambeau Field. Um, special teams end up winning it for the 49ers. The the block kicked, the uh, the block punt as well um, in the fourth quarter. So pretty gut-wrenching loss for Rodgers. This looked like the year he could maybe win it once again. Um, 
I'm not going to start that speculation talk right now. I will say, though, that, that my headline for this game and uh, for the Packers moving forward is trust is a cold bitch. Trust <laughs> is a cold bitch, guys. If you can't trust your your partners, the people you're going in to battle with, your team, then you don't have anything. And that is where Aaron Rodgers lacks right now. And trust is a cold bitch, and it, it bit him in the butt here this last weekend. Um I mean, let's just look at it, guys. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, they combine for 21 of the 29 targets in this game. So it's all being funneled to those two players. Receiving lines for this game, 9 for 129 for Aaron Jones, 75 of that coming on the big play before half, and then um, 9 for 90 to Devontae Adams. 1 for 6 yards to Alan Lazard. That's it. Those are the only three receivers – who caught a pass after the Mercedes Lewis fumble earlier in the game. It seemed like everything changed. Rodgers didn't want to trust him. He wanted to trust the other tight end after he dropped one. And I, I, you just can't win that way. You can't win with all of your offense going through two players. Um, like, like you know, he, he whines all offseason that he wanted Randall Cobb. Where was Randall Cobb, you know, in this Nowhere. game? Totally. So, I mean – I think Rodgers is going to be back next year. I, I think we're, we're we're playing games if if we're not going to you know we're not going to be real about that. He's a twenty six point eight million dollar dead cap hit if he's not back. Packers got a lot of work to do though. Got a lot mm-hmm. of work to do. A lot of decisions to be made on this roster. Nate, Jen, thoughts on the Packers? Thoughts on Aaron Rodgers after this one? Yeah, I mean, I could see Rodgers sticking around for one more season. Um, like you said, the Lazard thing was a huge woof. Like that sucked because. He was playing well, and then this uh-huh. it crumbled. It just a lot of DFS lines crumbled. Were, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So disappointing to say the least. Yeah, and like like to your point, Seth. Uh, I was I went back today and was looking at all of my old hot, medium, and milds for this season. I wrote about Randall Cobb as my hot week one because of that. Because Aaron Rodgers said, "Give me Randall Cobb and I'll yeah. play." They didn't mm-hmm. throw him the ball all season. Like he, Cobb had like what two games where he was fantasy relevant outside of that. Yeah. I don't even think he has 30 receptions on the season. Yeah. I feel like the Packers called Aaron Rodgers bluff when he was like, give me Randall Cobb back and I'll play and everything will be good. And they were like, okay. And he did not think that they were going to do that. And then underutilized. And he's also on a three year, $27 million contract. He now enters the third year of that, but um, yeah, bummer, bummer for the Packers. Like realistically, I mean, some of this is on the organization for not going out and getting better wide receivers. But, like, Aaron Rodgers, it seemed like to me, he was almost trying to send, like, a message to the Packers. Like, this is your guys' fault. You haven't gotten me weapons for the last few years. And it's like, all right, they could have done better in the weapons department. But, like, again, you didn't you didn't trust your guys. Alan Zard, who you trusted all season, all last season as well. Um, just a bummer, man. Just a bummer f- for the Packers. And, I honestly think the the lesser team won here, but hats off oh, to the 49ers, man. Like Debo Samuel puts this effing team on his back once again. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be able to do it in the NFC Championship against the Rams. Or will he? I mean, I guess you never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. But last one I want to talk about, guys, before we move on here, it's just the Cincinnati team. Nate, I think you actually called them as your Super Bowl prediction mm-hmm. from the AFC here a couple weeks ago when we were on together. And I did. 19 to 16 thriller. Ryan Tannehill throws three interceptions, a very costly one at the end that leads to Evan McPherson, the 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 Florida Pride baby, making that making that kick. Um, 
What are you guys' takeaways from this one? Because it, for me, it's wheels up on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. We've been talking about him all season, and it's just going to continue. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I think this is the last year on his deal in 2022. So then I think it's probably goodbye to him. Um, I, I just don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's not. No, I agree with everything you just said. In on Burrow, um, in on in on all of Cincinnati. Like what an awesome the defense. The defense yeah. is so under, we we've said that too. We've like, we've called that since he is a defensive spot start at times, and they've been great. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, like Joe Burrow made CJ Uzum irrelevant this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm impressed with Burrow. Uh, kid's got a long, phenomenal career barring injury in this league. Mm-hmm. Only quarterback to ever be sacked nine times and win a game. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, he, that's the thing. Like, like, like Aaron Rodgers, look at Joe Burrow. He just got sacked nine times in a game, goes out and slings it at the air, very end. Like, you know, isn't afraid to lay it on the line. That's what I love about Joe Burrow, man. That's what I love about this team. Like, this is a team I want even more of here in 2022 Mm -hmm. guys let's go ahead and move forward in the show here we're going to do some would you rather would you rather today is presented by underdog fantasy yeah guys if you're not out there playing underdog they've got some awesome stuff going on in the playoffs they've got some great weekly best ball they've got a rest of playoffs best ball going on right now best ball for next season they've got prop stackums it's an amazing deal if you haven't tried it out already, head on over to Underdog Fantasy, sign up with the code IBT, and get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That could be $100 free dollars in your pocket, guys. It's good economics. It's a great platform. Go check it out. Remember to sign up with the promo code IBT while you're there. Risky business, don't have to say. Are you that hard on the rocks? We're chilling with a cold one. Unfortunately, there are some other pretty big headlines from the uh, Chiefs-Bills game, guys. Uh, Brittany <laughs> Mahomes. I think that's her. Is that her name, Brittany Mahomes? Is that right? It's not Mahomes. Mahomes. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Brittany, yes. no, Yeah, I think they're engaged. They're not really married. Whatever. Either, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes' fiance and his brother are seen, his fiance specifically seen, opening a bottle of champagne on uh, – one of the sweet levels and just like spraying it recklessly all over the fans below. Um, I hate to say this guys, but this type of behavior, the behavior we've, we've seen from uh, Jackson Mahomes on, on TikTok and everywhere on social media over the last year has really made Patrick Mahomes feel like now the villain of the NFL. Like Tom Brady for a long time was kind of looked at as as a villain. He kind of lost that label when he went to Tampa Bay, at least for a lot of people like myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I I kind of don't root for Patrick Mahomes anymore. I think specifically because of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's embarrassing. Rude. Rude, embarrassing, uncouth, classless, unsportsmanlike, all of those. Yeah. Classic Kansas City. (laughs) 
I mean, I, I was just, yeah, I was honestly like, like you look at that video and it, it, I'm just surprised. I don't know. Like, like celebrate. It was a great win. You're emotional. I understand that. Um, mm-hmm. but, but like, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just like spray it around the box or whatever that you're in? Right. Dude, I'd, if I was Patrick, I'd break off my engagement and like get a restraining order against my brother. Well, it's like, like, or at least have a talk with them. Like you guys cannot act this way. Yeah. And, and you think about like Aaron Rodgers, and he's like on the other end of the spectrum where he's cut his family off. He doesn't talk to his brother, his parents. And it's like, this is the, the, the reason I can see, understand. Like it, it's absolutely ridiculous. So the first would you rather question guys is, would you rather spend a, a week long vacation with Jackson and Brittany, um, Antonio Brown or Urban Meyer? So Jackson and Brittany, they're a package deal here. Would you rather spend a week-long vacation with them, A.B. or Urban Meyer? So three of the 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 big the, the people who've made headlines throughout this season for not great things. I'm probably going to go A.B. just because you know you're, it's going to be a crazy time, but it's going to be a fun time. So I can probably tolerate him for a week, but a week-long vacation with the Mahomeses just sounds like an embarrassment and a, like uncomfortable the whole time and urban meyer is just like he's old i don't want to hang out with him plus he's creepy he's yeah. creepy dude he'd be all over you and then i'd have to i'm too old well. for him <laughs> that's fair you are probably too old for him yeah i'm with i'm with jen for me it's ab because <laughs> Brittany and patrick or Brittany and jackson mahomes might end up disappearing um after like two days hanging out with them and urban meyer's a creep so i'm going to ab that's respectable I, i'm gonna be honest just because of like i feel i feel a little safer um i wouldn't bring anyone with me um i, I i'd go urban meyer i just ab like I, I just like i couldn't like deal with like you know the the, the chat and like at least like urban's like hey can you teach me about like like some more x's and o's and like you know some recruiting stuff. Like I feel like at least urban, you could have, like you could learn some things from urban. I guess that's true. But regardless, I, up young I, children. I, would, I would want that to be like a remote vacation and not go public with him. That would be the big thing. <laughs> <laughs> vacation with him at, at his house where you don't need to leave. Yeah. 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 We could, we could vacate. I, I don't want to go to Columbus. I don't, or I don't want to go like any, I don't like Ohio state. I think that's just like a, not a good, good, good vibe well, there. Penn State, it makes sense. Hey, man. I, loyalist over here. Guys, next question. Enough shitting on Brittany and Jackson Mahomes and A.B. and Urban. Um, respect. You, you guys might have talked me to A.B., honestly. You might have talked me to A.B. at the end of it. Um, but who would you rather draft here in 2022? I saw this tweet out there today. It made me think a lot about it. Um, would you rather draft Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon in 2022? redraft jones this season 171 rushes 799 rushing yards four rushing touchdowns through the air 52 receptions 391 yards and six receiving touchdowns rb18 um according to fantasy pros going into next season 34th overall aj Dillon, you know pretty stellar season for him all things considered 187 uh rushing attempts 803 yards, five touchdowns through the ground, and then 34, 34 receptions, 313 receiving yards, and two touchdowns as well. Um, 
RB23 for a guy who was drafted pretty late. Um, 61 overall here, rated, rated from Fantasy Pro. So you're looking about a fifth-round pick for A.J. Dillon. Um, Aaron Jones, you're looking about a late third-round pick. Who are you more comfortable with? Um, both these guys, they're, they're probably going to be on the team here next year. I'm going to say A.J. Dillon. Yeah, I am too. Like, their stats are very, very similar. But, I mean, A.J. Dillon's younger. He's – He's going to be the future of that organization um, if he stays if he stays there. Um, I think he was just uh, like slightly more consistent. Yeah, Aaron Jones had a big big blow up games early in the season. He had the forty mm-hmm. burger and then kind of just fell off a little bit. Um, yeah. I will say the one thing we did project from Aaron Jones, which I thought we would see more, but he did set a, a career high in receptions with fifty two, but. The receiving AJ, AJ Dillon was better with his receptions, and he was only, he was eighteen receptions behind, but only what like eighty yards, roughly seventy yards, roughly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was more effective, and that was surprising to me because the one thing I said, I think AJ Dillon will take some of this goal line rushing work, but I didn't expect AJ Dillon to take as much receiving work as he did, especially at the end of the season. I think personally, like. Even at these ADPs, like if I had to like gun to the head, take one, it's Aaron Jones. But I don't – I think I might just be avoiding the backfield in general. They're just too – both like too solid of players to, you know, really get ceiling value anymore from either one of them. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Next question here. Um, let's bring some fun back into it. Would you rather smoke a cigar with Joe Burrow at a Cincinnati bar or tailgate outside of SoFi Stadium – with Kurt Warner. And let me set the scene for you here, guys. Um, Zach Taylor is going around to all the Cincy bars after each win and giving away a game ball. Um, we saw Joe Burrow out with him as well. And it's just a cool vibe. Like that's super cool. Um, Joe Burrow. I mean, I think he's, I think he's the coolest quarterback. I think he's the coolest guy. Like let's get that guy on some, some state farm or, uh, or any of these all state commercials. Um, but, and then Kurt Warner, I mean, Kurt Warner, is an absolute legend the the true underdog story um out in theaters a couple couple months ago and then sofi stadium just looks effing beautiful like i've heard people talk about it and like when you're going into lax sometimes you can like kind of do a loop where you're like coming by it and it's just looks absolutely marvelous um so not being in any of these places before cincinnati or at sofi stadium take your pick here jen cincinnati Joe Burrow, all the way. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Kurt Warner sounds boring. Great story. <laughs> <clears throat> Probably not going to be my jam tailgating at SoFi. Plus, that's LA and gross. Um, mm-hmm. I'm taking working class Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, and some cigars in the bar. All right. All right. I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I, I think we need to give Kurt Warner a little more cred, like that coat he had on that meme earlier this season. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, man, I've never been to LA, but I want to go to SoFi. That looks freaking sweet, man. That was it really does. sweet. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow, man. I mean, if, if, is there a player in the NFL? If I say you could hang out with one player for a day, is there one player you'd pick over Joe Burrow? If so, who? Depends on my mood. Well, but always probably pick the fun one. Well, Gronk. Oh, no, I'm saying, well, well, yeah, but he's 
Gronk smash party time. His commercials are terrible. I'm not I hanging hang out, out with that. I can't That's... hang out with that. So if I ever do a commercial and it's bad, you're just going to divorce me? I don't know. Okay. Noted. I won't do commercials. No, we're doing commercials, Nate. No <laughs> commercials, baby. I mean, you can do some Victoria's else? Secret commercials, I think. That's Nate's. That's Nate's <laughs> Yeah. Please God, no. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Guys, I think for me, I out with the Watt brothers. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one, Jim. Yeah. That's a good one. I, yeah, I don't know. There's probably no one else other than Joe Burrow that I think I'd honestly want to hang out with. James Washington for the Steelers is pretty cool. He's like a farmer from in Texas, so like. I kind of want to go hang out with him on his farm. He always makes it look cool, cool at least on his on mm-hmm. his socials. Mm-hmm. I'd hang out with Von Miller for that same reason. Oh, totally. Farming and just good, good guy. Yeah. Chad Kelly sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Ray Lewis would be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, let's go out with Ray Lewis, Chad Kelly, and Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> This should be a great night. Honestly, like if we had Plexico Burris for that mix, I'm feeling pretty safe for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, guys. Man. Speaking of legendary wide receivers here, um, speaking of Joe Burrow, let's talk about Jamar Chase or Debo Samuel, two of the best seasons we've seen from wide receivers in recent history. Jamar Chase, PPR wide receiver five this season. That connection is special. It's what has gotten them to the AFC Championship. 81 receptions for Jamar Chase in his rookie season. 1,455 yards, 13 tutties, baby. And then Debo Samuel. I talked about in my column earlier today, guys. Not only does he have over 1,400 yards, 77 receptions, 6 receiving TDs, but this guy set the record for most rushing TDs for a wide receiver in history with 8. 365 yards on the ground is absolutely phenomenal. Eight touchdowns, 59 carries. Um, he saw the most. He saw the most carries for a receiver um, that's ever been over 1,200 yards as well. The only person who's ever done it. So, just a phenomenal season from both of these guys. Guys, who would you rather have here um, in 2022? Um, they're we don't have a good ADP right now on them, but it's probably going to be somewhere around, you know, round two for these guys, mid round two, maybe back half round two for Debo Samuel. I will say though, that fantasy pros ECR that I looked at earlier today, they had Samuel at 10 and they had Jamar Chase at six. So Samuel's a little bit more of a value here. They're projecting Trey Lance as the starter though as well. See, that's the only risky thing there. So for that reason, I'm going Chase. The same. I know who Chase's quarterback is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I trust Trey Lance yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think there's probably more upside with Chase. You probably are right about that. But I think Debo is going to have the safer floor. If he can get, you know, 50, 60 carries again, get, getting those RB2 numbers for San Francisco, if he can get that, and even if his like numbers go closer to what he was his rookie year, about 800 yards or so, three receiving touchdowns, like even if he like splits the difference, let's say he's like around a thousand yards, you know, not 1400 this year, maybe closer to a thousand and four or five receiving touchdowns. I still like that's still enough that I would be interested. 
I'm going to be interested to see what these platforms do. If if he's one of these guys you can throw in an RB slot, like on ESPN or Sleeper next year, because if that's the case, I'm definitely – That changes Debo. everything. Yeah. yeah. That Would changes you guys everything. go Debo then probably? Yeah. If he has dual eligibility, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Good discussion. I'm ex- I'm excited to follow that one throughout the season. Those are both guys I would love to have on my team next season. Um, oh, God, please. Yes. <laughs> let's go ahead and get into temperature check presented by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight, it is home to a bunch of sports other than the NFL, a lot of which we cover here in between media specifically. Um, they have NASCAR, DFS over there, prop bets. They also have UFC. Um, and in addition to PGA, NFL, NBA, MLB, you guys name it, go over there to Monkey Knife Fight, use the promo code IBT. You're going to get a free $5 game and a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. This is another one of our smart economic deals for you guys. Get over there, use that promo code today, start playing. Um, we feature every week on the DFS tailgate as well. So make the most of your money here, guys. Um, and let's go ahead and get into temperature check. Temperature check. That's really spicy. Holy So we talked about the NFL implications of this weekend, what it means for these winners and the losers, each team. Um, but let's talk about individual players here because we, we've discussed it throughout the offseason. These games do matter for fantasy value moving forward as well. Jen, do you have one specific winner that, that you think above all else, this is a player that you should be targeting possibly after seeing what they did this weekend? I mean, we've been talking about him all night. He's obvious. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yep. Like big time winner. Cannot argue with that. Smooth as silk, man. Mm-hmm. Oof. Jen, right now we're looking at Joe Burrow. He's probably still going to be in that lower, lower tier of QB ones here, looking around mm-hmm. somewhere between QB seven and QB nine. Is that probably where you're looking to pay up for uh, for Joe Burrow here? I mean, it depends on the on the league, but probably right around there. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair evaluation. I take him at that. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Yeah. Nate, who, who's your winner this week? So my winner is Gabe Davis because his value has never been higher. And in Dynasty, if you are a Gabe Davis owner, may I suggest selling him, which is not something I say very often about a player who has a big game. But we've seen what Gabe Davis is when there's literally anyone else to take those receptions. Yes, he came in, he came out and had a phenomenal game. I mean, eight catches, 200 plus yards and four tutties in the playoffs. It's no joke. And I've always believed in his talent, but the opportunity's never been there. And they keep bringing in other guys. So they, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders this season when they could have ridden Gabe Davis. Sean McDermott didn't want to do it. And just because he had one big game in the playoffs doesn't necessarily mean that McDermott's going to change his mind. I love it because I love Gabriel Davis, but sell him if you can. Tyron Matthew was out this game as well, which I think was mm-hmm. a big, big difference maker. He went yeah. down with a neck injury here in the, in the beginning of it. I think there is a world, though, that Gabe Davis is the wide receiver, two for Buffalo next season. Cole Beasley fell off the face of the planet this season. Yeah. I also don't 
throw out of the question them going out and getting an Allen Robinson. I yeah. mean, yeah. Allen Robinson would be a great compliment to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I think some of that coverage pressure off of him because you have to respect Allen Robinson with Josh Allen. Jen, do you think Manny Sanders is probably done? He was on a one-year deal, didn't do much in the second half of the season. I don't know. It just doesn't look like he really has the chemistry. Um, It almost looks like, you know, if it's not Gabriel Davis or if it's not um, Stephon Diggs in this offense, it's Dawson Knox and not not Manny Sanders. Yeah, a thousand percent, which hurts my heart for him. It sucks, but they didn't use him. He couldn't stay on the field. Yeah, yeah, he's probably done. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I think my biggest winner of the weekend, uh, uh, I mean, the team lost, but the player continues to smash. And that's my guy, Playoff Lenny, baby. Playoff Lenny, baby. We've been talking about him all offseason in 2021. He talked about all season long. I I even went up to Jen when she was at an in-person draft, made sure she smashed that. Um, Mm -hmm. Guys, what are your thoughts with Playoff Lenny here? 13 for 51 and two rushing touchdowns in his first appearance back. Nine receptions, 56 yards. Let's stick with the impression that Tom Brady is staying because we don't have reports yet that he, that he could leave. Um, where are you on Leonard Fournette for next season? Because right now they have an RB18 and Fantasy Pros ECR rankings. I'm really interested because 811 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns this season, um, 69 receptions. Uh, 454 uh, receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns, 84 targets for Leonard Fournette. I mean, just an absolute smash of a season, especially where you got him. We don't know what the cap situation is going to bring here in Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin's up. Cameron Braid's up. Gronk's up. Lenny's up. Ronald Jones is up. A lot of these big OJ Howard's up. A lot of these big players are up for them. But if I, I think they'll find a way to get Leonard Fournette back on this team if Tom Brady's still here. Um, are you guys comfortable? I, I think at RB 18, I think he's still a smashing value. I think that's like his floor to, you know, mid, mid to, to low floor there. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Fournette in that system. Mm-hmm. As long as if Brady stays, if Brady doesn't stay, I don't think they even resign him. Yeah. And then I, I might actually yeah. be even higher on him. If he ends up somewhere like running back DD Buffalo or Atlanta oh or Houston. Dude, I remember. I mean, we were talking last year that he might go to Buffalo or Pittsburgh, and I like that. But oh my God, Buffalo would be Devin Singletary, though, bro. Devin Singletary's been nice. Yeah, but you're not, dude. If you have the opportunity to get a Rashad Penny or a Leonard Fournette, yeah. you're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we got a com- we got a comment here from uh, <laughs> AF on YouTube. My eight-year-old son has learned that sixty-nine is a funny number, but doesn't know why. How do I handle this? This is a great – this is a lifestyle question that I absolutely love to answer. Um, And and I will say this. I also knew 69 was a funny number for a while, but I didn't know why. Um, I would just say because they're opposites, so they look funny together. There you go. There you go. Jen dropping the mom advice. There you (laughs) go. Nate, you got any dad advice, or are you just following suit here with Jen? Yeah, what would would you tell Jackson? I, your mommy said that they're funny because they're opposite numbers. <laughs> you could say something like they're loopy. They're loopy. It looks like a yin and yang. It does, yeah, actually. Yeah, I mean, but then you have to explain what yin and yang is. Do you want that's that? That's true. I've just created more work for myself. Just I'm pick just, ahead. 
I'm just going to go with the funny number. It's perfect. I still don't really know what yin and yang mean, if we're being honest. It's like peace and it's, love? Is it peace and love? It's a life flow energy. You're okay. yin to your yang. You're right to your left. You're good to your bad. You're six to your nine. You're six to your nine. <laughs> <laughs> Love that question, man. Awesome question there. Um, Jen, do you have a loser from from here in the divisional round? I mean, I am going to probably have to say Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. He just kind of fizzled out. He had zero catches, one target. Like, I think we all expected more from him, and it just was like, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, just kind of like that was almost the season for him in general. You know, uh-huh. drafted above Debo Samuel in most drafts and absolutely disappointed. I think he was – I don't have his finish here, but I think he was wide receiver. It was definitely low 30s, early 40s. It wasn't a high finish for him, I know. Uh, maybe we get, get some stats on that. But overall, disappointing season for Brandon Ayuk. And I don't think it gets any better here with – with Trey Lance coming in. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a good one, Jen. Maybe we see him step up against the Rams when he needs to. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo is actually pretty trash that entire game too. Mm-hmm. He went back yeah. to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the idea I mean, that he's a solution to anything is sadly disappointing. He's a solution to my Madoff Mason Rudolph problem I got going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone's a solution to that, baby. Uh, yeah. Brandon Ayuk was wide receiver PPR wide receiver thirty five on this. Okay, season. okay, yeah. So not not lovely. Um, Nate, do you have a, a loser from the weekend? I wish I could say the Chiefs, but I can't. I'm going, but I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill. I mean, dude, we all had such high hopes for him coming into this season because he played so well last season and it was the he's gone from Gase narrative. And I was with you on that. I was with everybody on that. I really believed it. He showed this year, he's an average at best quarterback and he's not a quarterback you want to rely on in the playoffs. You two years in a row, they haven't gone as far as they could have because Ryan Tannehill couldn't get his SHIT together. I mean, 15 for 24, 220 yards, a touchdown, but those three interceptions, and the interception with 20 seconds left. Oh, like yeah. That was just – that was just – the game is tied. You don't throw into triple coverage essentially because you had two corners in the vicinity and a safety, safety coming down from the top. They saw what you were about to do and you threw into it anyway. I'm out on him. Uh, he's not even – I'm not even drafting him in super flex formats unless he is literally the last quarterback on the board. I will take Taysom Hill on a wing and a prayer over Ryan Tanhill because I don't trust the guy anymore. Nate, I think you nailed this one, man. I'll be honest because Ryan Tannehill since about week one, I just saw a difference with him in his output, fantasy outputs. And he had like some of his lowest totals ever with Tennessee, specifically this season. I think Arthur Smith, him departing to Atlanta, has an incredible impact on Ryan Tannehill's upside. And we saw just so many mediocre performances from him. He couldn't make Julio Jones work. A.J. Brown was sketchy at best. That one play was tight, though. That one uh, one hander, that was that was tight on A.J. Brown. But um, Well, that was A.J. Brown. Yeah. It was yeah. a bad throw. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, disappointing season. I think Tannehill, he's probably a mid-level 
uh, mid-tier QB2 next season. Um, overall, they're disappointing. I, I had him I had him stacked with A.J. Brown in a league this season. I was, like, pretty pumped up for that. And, yeah. That did not pay off this year. No. Yeah. Nope. Um, guys, I guess I'll stick with the same offense for my loser, Tolio Jones. Six for 62. At least he caught six balls for 62 yards. I was encouraged by that. But you and I and Connor on the DFS show, Nate, we were really intrigued by Julio Jones because of the matchup here. And, you know, one TD on the entire season, no TDs here. Wide receiver 93 in PPR scoring formats, guys. 93, that is not, that's not a, a missay, a typo, fake news, whatever you want to call it, guys. That is legit here. 31 receptions, 434 yards, one TD on the season for Julio Jones. I mean, he's a dart throw again next year, and he's not, he's going to cost less, but, like, you're playing a dangerous game. Look, Atlanta let go of him for a reason, and at the time I believed that. I was like, yeah, sure, we've got Calvin Ridley, whatever, we can they afford to trade him. him. They got a steal for him. They did. At the time, you thought it was the other way around. You're like, yeah. how did how did Tennessee get him for so cheap? Mm-hmm. Well, the organization that brought him up looked at it and was like, this guy's beat up. He can't stay on the field, and he's not the elite talent he used to be. We just saw, we just drafted Kyle Pitts. We've got Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage to bridge the gap until Kyle Pitts hits that elite level in his second year. We're good, and let's get rid of this contract, and that's what they did. And everyone was super hyped, and I had my moments. But ultimately, I think Jen and I had a conversation about it at the beginning of the season. Julio Jones is probably washed at this point. We were excited to see him. Like, we were Mm -hmm. super excited. And nothing. Yeah. Repeatedly, over and over again. He broke everyone's heart. Scott Fishbowl. Oof, I regretted that one. Only one game above 60 yards receiving in the regular season. That came in week two. One TD, just brutal season for him. Maybe, yep. maybe he finds his like. I think he'll be a better if he stays put in Tennessee. I think he'll be better next season. Obviously, um, a second year with Ryan Tannehill, second year in that system, and, and he'll be a better value in draft. So I might be more intrigued. But like he's a wide at this point, he's a sketchy wide receiver four because you, because of the injury history. Yeah. Well, I feel like at this point he's basically AJ Green in um, Arizona where he has value and in deeper leagues you draft him, but you know that there's situational plays for him because there are guys ahead of him. And next season, they probably are going to have another receiver ahead of him between him and AJ Brown, I would assume. Yeah. They got to find someone. They, they, they need some help either there, the tight end position at at Tennessee. They can't, you know, and Nate, I'll close this discussion off here and then we'll get into some weekly advice around out the show guys. But you called it that, Dante Foreman needed to be involved on Saturday. They didn't get him involved until late in the game. He broke off a huge ripper. And, I mean, it was it was pretty astounding. Like, they just came out and kept feeding Henry, and it wasn't going anywhere. And you called it, man. So hats off to you on that one, Nate. Hey, thanks. Every once in a while. Yeah, I was just like, they need to sign Foreman back, I think. they need I Foreman think they back. do, too. Like, they need to run some somewhat of a committee. And I like Derrick Henry still needs to see, you know, 20 plus touches a game to wear down that defense. But Foreman's like a, a mini Derrick Henry out there, not yes. just pieces of hair. 
And he's got receiving upside, just like Derrick Henry does now. So, I mean, imagine those as a, as a one-two, like, two-headed approach with those guys. Like, yeah, yeah no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Tennessee Titans and the rest of these playoff teams that fell here in the divisional round. But awesome breaking it down with you guys tonight. I want to round out the show tonight with one more segment, Weekly Advice. Weekly. All right, guys, so weekly advice, our way of bringing some feel-good lifestyle advice to the end of each of our shows. Um, today, I want to kind of talk about a little bit of something that kind of happened to the pool votes here in the last couple of weeks. And I want to preface this with, we talked about it kind of earlier on, like, you got to take risk in life. You got to live in the moment. We talk a lot, a lot about that here at IBT, but it's hard to do. It's really hard to do sometimes. You guys are great at doing it. I will say, like, as my co-host, as my colleagues here in between media, I really respect you guys able to do that. Here a couple weeks ago, you guys had a situation. You're celebrating Jen's 29th birthday out in Vegas, and you had a couple friends going out, a big, a big plan, planned group trip, and fell through. Nate came down with COVID after Jen did. Um, had, had to cancel the trip after the quarantine was lifted. You guys were um, feeling better. You wanted to go to Vegas. So you kind of like the night before you planned a trip to Vegas, had this pretty crazy weekend there. Just t- take me through the week, man. Take me through like that time period. And like, just what, like, I, there's a message here to be had. I feel like, um, well, yeah, we had, we had planned the trip. We had 10 people going five different sets of couples, um, sister, best friends of many, many, many years. And Nate had been coordinating the whole thing with all of them. I was completely left out of it. Super excited. Finally started to get a little bit involved and then COVID. And it was like, okay, I got it first on like the second or the first Mm -hmm. January 1st or second. Mm -hmm. And it kicked my butt for two weeks. And then Nate had it in there. Yeah. And Jackson had it. And it was just like, like everybody else. It was like the Christmas COVID. And um, so then we called off the trip because it was like, I, I had zero energy, like zero. Mm -hmm. So we were like, well, you know, my parents were still, they were planning on taking Jackson anyways. They offered to take him again for that weekend. So we planned something in downtown Denver. And then I just like snapped. And I was like, no, this is my birthday. We've been planning this. We are doing this. I understand that nobody else can go. So we dropped Jackson off with my parents that Saturday morning. And we met them for breakfast for my birthday. And we kind of said, here he is and here are all of his things. And thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> and it ended up being like the best birthday ever, minus my wallet getting stolen. But yeah, otherwise. that part. But yeah. And I think for us, it's just like, I don't know. I used to have this written on our whiteboard here in the kitchen, but do not put off until tomorrow that which you can do today because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So by living with that philosophy, it doesn't matter if there isn't a tomorrow because you're doing it today. Yeah. I mean, uh, Life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things outside of the box. And we lived in a world for a really long time where we didn't do that stuff mm-hmm. because we had jobs and we had responsibilities and we were scared because it's scary. 
and we wouldn't just pick up and go. Right. And then they just like, I don't know, man. This well, we had the summer years, of yes. We had the summer, the summer of, yes. of yes. And that changed said, a lot of us. Lot yeah, of we, us. Were kinda, we were kind of shut-ins and we didn't do much. One summer, we were like, we missed out on a concert that we should have gone to. And we were really bummed afterwards that we didn't go. And we sat down and said, this is our summer of yes. We're going to say yes. We said yes we, to everything. Yes to everything. And it was I mean, within, within reason, but yes. Within, like, yeah, like, obviously, really? there's certain, yeah, we said yes to everything, as long as it was reasonable. How long ago yeah. was that, do you think? Nine years ago, eight years ago? 2014, probably? Probably, sounds about right, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And it was probably one of the most fun summers we've ever had. Yeah. So it was basically, we said yes to every invitation that mm -hmm. came our way. Any mm -hmm. barbecue, any vacation, wow. any anything that we were invited to, we said yes. That's incredible. Did it all. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, I appreciate the advice, man. I mean, I, I hope our audience continues to as well. I mean, these are the conversations I love to have with you guys because there's so much knowledge with within this. Like, I've I've watched the movie Yes Man. I, I didn't really <laughs> realize that was a real concept, though. So to know that it is, it's awesome. Um, I'm glad you had a great 29th birthday, Jen. Um, I'm, I'm great. Sorry about your wallet in Vegas. Um, but, you know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So kind of got like little... Jen's wallet. Yeah. <laughs> mm, makes me so mad. She gets angry. Let's stop talking about it. This could be a long night. <laughs> angry. So we are we are going to have one more episode of the show next week. We're going to bring in Scott, our other rotational co-host here. Jen, uh, I just want to give you a hand for being a phenomenal co-host. This, this season for us. Um, it's been awesome having you on. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, and do you have any final thoughts? 2021 season coming to a close for Jennifer Polwalt here. I think I'm just going to say go Burrow. That's all I have. Like I want to, I want to see him go all the way. All right. Love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well guys, we will break down what happens to Joe Burrow, the Bengals and everyone playing here in the conference championships next week. Nate and I will be back. We'll be joined by Scott, our audio editor, Kyle, as well. Until then, keep it in between. Have a great weekend and stay safe out there, everyone. The In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person and become a better human.